Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome into Folding the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic. Excited to be here today. Especially stoked because today is a very special episode. I've got my man Aaron Burr to my Alexander Hamilton in here. Pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? That depends. Who's asking? Oh, sure. Sir, I'm Alexander Hamilton. I'm at your service, sir. E, what's happening? Hey, let's go duel a little bit. I'm loving some let's duel. Let's go. Let's yeah. go duel. I think that's how it. I think that's that how is, it happened. That's actually how it's said. Uh, they just say, "Hey, anybody want to let's go duel? Let's go duel." No, they write those letters and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm I'm honored to be your obedient servant, <laughs> Aaron Burr." Also, let's go shoot each other. Honestly, the only dueling I can think of is remember the old Simpsons episodes where Homer gets like new fancy pair of gloves, and so he's like, "Oh, I just learned if you slap someone in the face and say, I challenge you to a duel, sir, you get to take whatever you want.' So that's that's my dueling knowledge. <laughs> that's how I. And um, actually, I would actually prefer you refer to me as Arum Burr. Uh, no one's going to get that reference. That was I so a night an early '90s reference, it but was an early that's '90s. All, but what that's where Aaron Burr became famous for us. I it was know, a great commercial. That's how you learned who Aaron Burr was. Which is so sad, dude. After you see this this show, Hamilton, like he was a really big deal in the founding of America and a really right. he was vice president at one point. Like he was like a really big deal, had presidential aspirations himself, and was completely lost to time. Honestly, for me, until that commercial. Like I didn't learn about that in history class, really. I don't remember, you know? Well, you until know, commercial, dad, I was like, you know my dad knows literally everything about American history and all that. So I knew of Aaron Burr only because of the duel. Um, but yeah, that commercial definitely brought it to, made it real, much That's to my true. father's dismay. He's like, you knew this. Like, nope. Commercial nope, taught I, me. It's the peanut butter in his mouth. That's mouth. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> For all oh, those man. who don't know the commercial, just Google uh, Got Milk Aaron Burr. Yes. Spectacular. Yeah. It may be spectacular. It's been 25 years since we've seen it. It may be really dumb. I don't know. You just tell me I'm building it up in my head too much, just nostalgia. Probably. We've heard that from our listeners already, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> our nostalgia doesn't necessarily translate to theirs. <laughs> our 80s and 90s references aren't yeah. as good anymore. <laughs> They're like, um, cool, cool, cool. Can you guys do something a little more current, like in this <laughs> century? <laughs> so if you young folks haven't seen Hamilton, shame on you. Go watch this shit. It's amazing. Yes. I it's on Disney+. Plus. Sure. It's amazing. Um, hey, but before we get into today's show, I, I know we just finished Halloween. We just wrapped it up, but this is still kind of current, and I, I want to get your feed on it. Uh, what are your thoughts on candy corn? Because, again, I know it's after Halloween, but I'm still listening to the radio, and people are still, it's still a hotly debated topic, and it angers me. I personally like candy corn. I think it tastes great, and it's a fun little snack just to pop when I want a sweet fix. And get me the candy corn. You got to get the one, the autumn mix with the little pumpkins, but it's good. Thoughts, go. 
Yeah, I'm actually completely in your camp on this one to okay, the extent that right. I think candy corn is like solid. It's not like my number one go-to by no. any stretch, but no. you, to your point, you've always got a bowl sitting out that's yep. filled with candy corn. The pumpkins are the best, agreed, mm-hmm. um, because they're, I don't know if it's just denser, whatever it is, they're <laughs> they better. They are very dense. I like those the best too, but to be fair, I will say the fact that, and I think you're probably the same way, like we still have a bowl of this stuff sitting on our, our counter and it's about as full as it was when we filled it up. <laughs> and so that sort of also answers the question, like, maybe it's not that great. Like, I always look at it, I'm like, oh, candy corn, nice. And maybe I'll grab one or two. But, like, that bowl never gets lower. Yeah. And I so mean, that that's sort of the answer right there, which is like, meh. It is a very specified niche, and that's why it is such a hotly debated topic. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know why it's so highly debatable because, one, as you said, it's never going to be anyone's go-to. It's like, oh, yeah. What you gonna look for in Halloween? Give me that candy corn. I hope we get. First of all, they never give those out at houses anyway. So True. you just have it. You just buy it to have. So I don't know. Just give it, give it candy corn a chance, man. I don't get chance. the haters. I really don't, honestly. Plus, it's really good if you wanna. Like, I'm not nearly artsy enough, but I think it'd be really good for decorative purposes. You can make like it could be good for teeth of any kind, for that's any kind of monster you want to create. That's questionable. Cat's but, ears. But that's the thing. Kind of getting quote unquote decorative. You can put it, it, it's a great snack mixer. You can put it with popcorn. You can put it with like live cereal, some chocolate chips, all and then oh, delish. Make delish. like a Halloween trail mix. I like yeah. that. Actually, what Brady's uh, preschool class called it, they called it witch's brew. It was like candy corn, chocolate chips, uh, like graham crackers and popcorn. So good. That sounds like uh, death to your parents brew. That sounds like a terrible, I mean, that's something that teachers would give your kids and send them home and be like, Hey, go tell your parents you're excited about your witch's <laughs> brew. Tell them you're not supposed to eat it until eight o'clock, <laughs> eight o'clock at night. Your dentist highly approves of said witch's brew. So yes. Oh my God. That's true. The dentists are behind all this. Anyway, the American dental association is probably promoting candy Ooh, corn left and right. <laughs> Do that stuff. I no, they no, they probably think it's amazing. Yeah, they're probably oh, trying to hype it up. The candy corn. Oh, I got you. But I think you know it's just pretty sugary. A little sugary there. That's what I mean. They're trying to drum up business. Dude, uh, where are you at? I thought you were saying... Capitalism. Oh, I have to see. I took it the opposite approach. You want the dentist to look out for your teeth. No, say, they no. don't care about your teeth. They care about that, those green bags. No, they don't actually care about it. They just want to rip them out and fill them up. Have you learned nothing about this society? About capitalism? Come on. <laughs> Uh, see, I guess I'm just a, an optimistic guy, Kemper. I have more faith in humanity. We don't prevent problems. We solve problems <laughs> and charge people to solve problems. We create those problems and then try to fix them. Yes, that is Healthcare 101. Get with it. My bad. Where am I? Where are you? Anyway, um, let's move on to something you might know something about. Debatable. Football. Let's talk about football. <laughs> Damn you, troll. I'm gonna, we are dueling so hard later. We're going to duel. You bring it on, Burr. Um, You stand for nothing. What do you fall for? I'm going to go jumping right into OBJ, the OBJ news. So um, as of this recording, there's still no final answer, but OBJ has cleared waivers. He's now a free agent, gets to basically choose where he wants to go, assuming the teams want him as well. Um, And he has narrowed it down to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints. I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you you think about those three teams and where do you think is the best fit? One, okay, this is just going to be a little mini rant. I think it's annoying how players can have such leverage now in the sense that, okay, I'm done here in Cleveland. I don't like how they're treating me. I'm just going to say, drop me or else. Um, Let me go to waivers. And then even more so, dictate how your contract is renegotiated. So then you can basically 
decide which teams can pick you up on waivers or not. So are you just, just mad a- because the Lions couldn't get him? Is that what where we're going with this? <laughs> no, I was glad they couldn't get him. That would just be a wasteland. But anyway, so anyway, I, that's what's frustrating to me. And so then obviously he's, he's a great talent. And now he's basically saying, okay, I only want to play for a contender. I only want to go to a team that can, can win me something and that we'll see what I'll do next year. Great. Give me another big contract. So mini rant done. Packers, Chiefs, Saints. Um, I don't understand the Saints one by any stretch. Jameis goes down. Trevor Simeon, not your answer. Uh, you'd hope maybe Taysom Hill, but again, that's a, a big question mark. So I don't really see why the Saints would be in that conversation. Uh, and again, you're still in the, in the division with the Bucks, so you're playing for the wild card. Anyway, so I don't, I don't get that one. Chiefs, you're thinking, okay, great offense, which has been struggling for the past four or five weeks. You think maybe I'll be that guy to make that change. You know, Flash Gordon hasn't really done much yet. Um, Mahomes is just out of sync. So, but I get why the allure is there because they have the yeah. potential to always break out, you know, especially with Tyreek on the other end of the ball. OBJ would be like, finally, I'm not the one that's getting them top coverage. I'll be the one to get, and hell, with Kelsey too. So he'll be able to get opened up a little bit more. And then obviously Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers gets Odell Beckham, that's to pair him with Devontae Adams, come on, that's ridiculous. Uh, I would think that the Packers would be the obvious choice. If he, are to, if he is to choose anywhere he can go, yeah, you go to Green Bay if that's where you want to go. Um, you'll still get a lot of balls tossed to you and – you have a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. So I, I actually really agree with all that. I mean, I think the Saints to me are the weird one. Like yeah, I don't for, for multiple reasons, like both sides of that. I don't I think mean, the Saints would want him either. They had enough right. issues with Michael Thomas. I don't see Sean Payton being like, yeah, let's bring yeah. another diva in here who's gonna bring another headache. Who's gonna like hold leverage against me and like, you know, try and sabotage the team or whatever. Like I don't think they who want also, him. Who also has injury issues. So, yes, let's get yeah. two great wide receivers with no ankles. Awesome. Let's get another Michael Thomas who's not even going to play, and then we don't have a quarterback either. So, completely agree. I don't even know why they're on the table, honestly. Chiefs and Packers both make a lot of sense for all the reasons you said. I could see him wanting, hey, I'll stand out more um, if I don't get single coverage uh, on the Chiefs. Maybe they try and take away Tyreek, and I can just dominate underneath. Uh, Kelsey and I can dominate. I could also see him being like, I don't want to be somebody's third option. Maybe he's got too much ego for that. I don't know. The reports are the Packers are offering him like a veteran minimum contract. And so you're going to be like, okay, you're going to have to swallow the pill a little bit if you want to go to Green Bay. That's the most complete team on both sides of the ball of the three. Mm -hmm. I think that makes the most sense in that regard. And I agree with you. It'd be a nice number two option with Devontae. Um, You could be like a 1A, 1B there. They don't have a third. They don't have a good tight end. They don't have another receiving option. People have been arguing about that Green Bay never has a second receiver, and you could say the same thing about Kansas City. I mean, Sammy Watkins for all those years was again first week phenom, and nothing Screw else. That guy. But the Packers, Devontae Adams was the number two when Greg Jennings was a big deal, yeah. and he and he broke out. James Jones was a number two, and he was a touchdown maker. Like they've had guys, they have had guys, and they can support another stud receiver. So I, I don't buy that argument at all. I agree the Packers are the right move. The, the big question, I think, is if he's going for just a one-year deal or if he's looking for a better long-term fit. One-year deal, prove-it deal, Green Bay makes sense because you also don't know if Rodgers is going to be there next year. Oh, yeah. So if you're signing up for Green Bay for like a three-year contract, you oh, might have yeah. Jordan Love next year. Well, as I was saying, Devontae Adams might be gone too. They're saying Devontae might lose too. Obviously, if Aaron goes, Devontae's gone. So Devontae uh, is like the Gronk to Rodgers Brady. <laughs> you know? like he's hey. like, I'm just, I don't want to catch a pass from anybody other than Aaron Rodgers at this point. Although I heard this weird hot take that um, you know if he were to leave the Packers, Devontae was going to go to the Raiders. 
Yeah, he, he played had, with Derek Carr yeah, in college. Say Derek yeah, Carr at Fresno. That's um, the only other place I could see him go. Yeah, but I mean, if, well, I guess that sounds a little hyperbolic. But if if he were, if you're truly going to leave because Aaron Rodgers was leaving, I would yeah. I would see him go to the Raiders. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think the Packers would make the most sense, and that would make them even more dangerous. And I would love to see it. Honestly, I know hey. as a Detroit fan base up there, you, you would not want to see that. But let's be honest, yeah, no kidding. It's not like Detroit's going anywhere anyway. Hey, Dark Horse, he should, I know we were just going to say homer pick. He should go to the Patriots because he would be the number one option there. You got some young talent, and hey, go to New England, man. You know we got reclamation. Go uh, New England. We had Antonio Brown. We got him for a game. We helped him out. <laughs> we helped <laughs> him out. <laughs> we got Randy Moss. We fixed him. We had Ocho Cinco. Yeah, unless Tom Brady's going to rent his house in New England out to OBJ, <laughs> I don't think that you can really help him. Now, I, I will agree that New England is a semi-contender, and – maybe is one dominant receiver away from being a legitimate contender. Nah, I don't know. I'm not, not I'm not certain. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, Packers, Packers makes the most sense. I agree. Um, other news we heard Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton, both, both running backs for the Browns tested positive for COVID. Unsure if they're going to play. It's only happened once so far this season from what I'm hearing that a player has tested positive early in the week and then been able to come back and play later in the week. So not likely it happened one time. It was Zach Ertz earlier in the season. Also, Saquon, he got a false positive. But granted, he wasn't playing because of his injury, but he would have been eligible to return. That's true. That was false That was false positives, though. That's a different story. I don't okay. think they've had the same issue. Like, the New York Giants had, like, 12 of those happen. Like, a whole <laughs> batch of them that were all wrong. I don't think that's the case in Cleveland. I haven't heard that. But if it if it is, then that would make sense, too. Yeah. But if they can't go, then Dearness Johnson gets fired up again because Kareem Hunt's still injured, still on IR, still not coming back yet. Aaron, don't listen. Don't, Don't listen, listen Towel. Ear, if you're listening, stop ear listening. Johnson, earmuffs. Yeah, broke his knee. Yeah, earmuffs. <laughs> and the other bit of news I thought was worth mentioning because it's a hot take. Sam Darnold has a shoulder <laughs> fracture. Such a hot take. <laughs> he is a partial fracture in his, in his scapula, his shoulder bone, shoulder blade. Uh, they think he's going to miss several weeks. That explains it, I would say. That, oh, of course. <laughs> explains it. <laughs> I think the ghost just finally got him just in his sleep. Oh, the God. ghost broke his is. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. That's right. That's I right. I think everyone in Carolina is just breathing a sigh of relief that he actually is injured. It's like, oh, thank God. So now we can just say, yep, you can't play. And maybe that's why you've been sucking. There it is. The problem is then that's going to that's gonna entice them to try him out again. And, and uh, they're going to be like, no, 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 no. It was because of that shoulder thing. And he's going to come back in and he's going to be garbage again. They're like, damn it. Oh, he rehabbed the wrong shoulder. That's what it was. Oh. <laughs> that was it. It was an old, uh, I think it was, I think it was Bill Simmons maybe. Like several years ago, when we were talking about Blaine Gabbert, he called him Yo Gabba Gabbert. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. But he was uh, he was always dogging on this dude. He was terrible. And he finally, one time, I think he threw a pass with his left arm in, in one of the games, like as he's getting sacked kind of thing. And I think he was kind of like, oh, that's what it is. He's left-handed. <laughs> that was yes. hilarious. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's hit last week's DFS. This was uh, <laughs> continuing the trend of disappointment. Um, uh, then again, continuing the seesaw that we've had. You bounced back and won 147 to 118. I got hurt pretty badly by that Mike White injury. And I'm not going to yeah. say I would have won, but it definitely impacted Mike White. Obviously, my team got hurt in the first quarter. But I also picked Michael Carter into flex because Mike White had been dumping down to him so much. And so I hurt Michael Carter, too, ended up with like nine points. And so I kind of got kind of got screwed on that deal, but injuries are part of the game. That's that's how it works. It was a I risky mean, pick in the first place, I think. Again, I think our biggest problem was we had between us seven Dolphins and uh, Colts. 
So, oh no, excuse me, seven Jets and Colts. My bad. <laughs> we had a lot of Thursday night action. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I basically won Thursday mistake. night because I had I had Carson Wentz who had a great game and um, Pittman, Pittman and Taylor. And we both had Taylor. We both had Pittman and Taylor, which was yeah. And bad they balled us. out. So they my saving grace was Carson Wentz. But yeah, yeah, big bounce back week for me. I was happy about it, and um, yeah, just kind of increasing that lead, man. Just that point differential. I'll keep it. Although it's getting you bad. Screwed me. You screwed me over because we both had Devontae Parker, and then I forgot to take him out because he got on the IR right before the game. But you had a huge pickup in his place, didn't you? I did, yeah. I picked up Kadarius Tony, and I was like, yeah, watch this. And he got me <laughs> 1.9 points. <laughs> so I was okay with it. It was fine. I should have just left Parker in there just for integrity. <laughs> Whatever. All right, uh, sportsbook last week. I mean, we talked about this on Tuesday. This was the the oh, worst NFL week I've seen. It's terrible. Ugh, what a what a woof kind of a sportsbook as well. I was over two. I didn't bet that Arizona San Fran game on the over because I said if Kyler doesn't play, I don't like the over. They ended up hitting the over anyway. They had I think forty seven or forty eight points. So that was surprising. If you bet it, good for you. You won it anyway. Um, Baltimore was up on Minnesota. I thought I had this one. I mean, they had to come back. They were down early, but ended up going to overtime. I thought maybe they get a touchdown in overtime and win it for me. I had a minus six, ended up winning by three. And then the Pittsburgh game, which was Ugh. a super weird game, especially at the end, they let Chicago back in that game. Mm-hmm. And again, another one I thought they were controlling most of the game and they thought they would thought they would have a six-point win, no problem, but ended up also winning by a field goal. So, ugh, no good. Okay. Uh, but, Jonas Gems didn't hit. Parlay didn't hit. I mean, no. it was, it was I mean, a rough week. And that was the worst part. With the with the Jonas Gems, there were six games of the four he got right. The two that lost were the most heavily favored ones. He got yeah. all the other ones. I mean, the Bills losing to the Jags, that was, I think, the biggest upset, I want to say, they're saying in, in years, uh, just based on point differential. And uh, same with the Cowboys. They should not have. They lost by 10, or they were favored by 10 over the Broncos. So, yikes. Yeah, and they got absolutely steamrolled. I mean, just, yeah, yeah, that's true. The two biggest, what he would have called his learner's locks, his two locks probably, are the two that lost and screwed up his parlay. So, sucks for him, sucks for us. Uh, I'm with you there, but we're just going to flush that turd, wipe it clean, move on. Here we go. How about a do it update? Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it, board. Uh, so actually, hey, for the first time, both quarterbacks had great weeks. That's true. <laughs> for the That's true. first time this season. Yes. Let's start the let's start the bet right now going forward. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> so your not boy, Justin Fields, got you right. 21.1 points, which is a solid effort. You know, solid. actually he had, Top he had 28 the week before and he yep. followed up at 21. That's good. For him, that's awesome. But Matty Ice. Look what he did against Denver Saints. Went off. Yeah, Golly. he got he got thirty three and a half. So he extended the lead back up on Justin to uh, sixty eight points. The total is one hundred and sixty nine to one hundred and one. Um, the best part is Justin hasn't had his buy yet. So <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see the end of the year total on that. It's um, going to be a two hundred point blowout, but yeah, we'll see. So going to our wide receivers, C.D. Lamb and Chris Godwin. Uh, Godwin was on his bye, but it was also basically like C.D. was on his bye again. Golly. He only got four points. The Cowboys were atrocious. And as you said, he, Mike McCarthy keeping Dak in down 30 nothing through two touchdowns, but to nobody. So yeah. unfortunately yeah. for Amari Turner, Cooper, Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Unfortunately for Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb owners, did nothing. So uh, Chris Godwin still holds the lead, 122 to 108 over C.D. Lamb. Okay. And uh, all year. 
I know we had Montgomery and Carson to start the year, but we, we pivoted to put them on the shelf, even though Montgomery looked good in his return. He was solid. So we switched it over to our two leading backs that we picked up this year in our first round. Uh, so you had Simba himself, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, um, going up against Dalvin Cook. Jonathan Taylor went off, man. He had Did, yeah. a huge yeah. week. So he, he, got, he got 35. And uh, Dalvin got a pedestrian 16 after what started off as a great game. And then he just went did nothing so you got a good start for for your running backs man yeah good start there that i think that'll be a good one all year um even though taylor's on a super tear he's right now on a tear. he's on a tear God. but i mean he'll cool down i think at some point a little bit and then he'll he maybe he'll bounce back up and down i don't, I don't know the colts look pretty good i, I don't know we'll see um and dalvin, the, will, dalvin will have big games too the colts are finally finally showing what everyone was thought they should be doing by now i think they i'm just glad they did it after they lost their two games at the titans yeah, so, right? so it doesn't matter it <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter they're going to be a dangerous five or six seed in the playoffs oh. if they get there if carson keeps doing what he's doing just being solid not to not turn the ball over and if taylor just does three quarters of what he's doing now they'll be good man the defense has actually been not as great as i think we expected either so that they got to kind of get things back together you can't give up a bunch of points to you know, Jets. Josh Johnson and Mike White to the Jets, right? So we'll see. Uh, we had a weekly do it bet as well. Quarterback, we a little quarterback draft. How'd that go? Of the four, three of them were stinkers. They were total Josh. duds. Golly. So, yeah. So you went with the two big mobile quarterbacks and Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson. And I went with the classic pocket passers of Matty Stafford and Joe Burrow. So between Allen Stafford and Burrow, woof. Burrow was garbage. Stafford was pretty garbage to start. Um, and then Josh Allen, my God. So all three of those suck. So Lamar Jackson won it for you single-handedly. So well done on that one. <laughs> yeah, Lamar balled out. Uh, Josh Allen, not so much. Obviously, they lose to the Jags. He put up six points. Not what you're looking for. Stafford and Burrow, low outputs. I saw last night when I was talking trash with Jonah, Mike White, in his less than one <laughs> quarter of full play, had more fantasy points than Joe Burrow <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the entire game. So not what you're looking for. It was a good call. I mean, I think the... That's one of those like process over results kind of plays where you're like, yeah. hey, this is the right logic. It's the right analysis. It just completely didn't pay out. It should have been a get right game for the Bengals, but yikes, they got wrong. Um, and actually, you chose the other Josh Allen, so you got actually the better points because you got true. the defensive end Josh Allen. So good job on that pick. So that was yep, good. great job on me. That's true. <laughs> Give me those points. All right. Um, let's hit up some pigskin pick them last week. Yeah. I think we tied last week, so no changes. I'm still one game up on you and one game behind Leslie. So um, it's still tight, kind of man. I like very it. tight. I like <laughs> we're, it. we're bunched in there. Uh, let's make some picks this week and see if we can uh, if we can get some more. I'm going to um, pick some upset specials here just to get get those two games back. I let's do it. Let's let's specials. go against the Bills, Cowboys. Who else has screwed <laughs> us in the past here? Um, definitely picking the Falcons. Like, <laughs> let's make this thing uh, happen. They have they have not screwed me in the past because I keep picking them to win, and all they do is win. They've got four. <laughs> they <Boom>. <laughs> Boom. Well, they got the Cowboys this week, so this would be a perfect spot for us to to have some two different picks here. I know where you're going. I know where you're going with that one. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thursday night football. We got Baltimore going to Miami in uh, anybody's guess on what's going to happen in this game. I don't think two is playing. Uh, we know that Jalen Waddle will be the only standing receiver for the Dolphins. Who do you like in this one? Oh, wait that man. This is tough. Uh, to Miami. That's all they've probably got going for them. Uh, I'm going Baltimore. Again, I, I got to keep riding with them. They've shown me I can't pick against them, even though I was cursing their name uh, against the Vikings as they were getting throttled in the first half. But 
they've been winning ugly, man, and they've been showing they can pull it out. Uh, Lamar Jackson is pretty clutch, which is scary to see. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Baltimore on the road. He's been interesting. So what you just said is so true. Like, he is clutch. Like, he has been not that great or okay right. or solid or whatever. But, like, it's there's like a moment in the game when he just decides, I'm gonna turn okay, it on. I'm going to turn it on. And then he's absolutely the best player in the league at that moment. He's just unstoppable in that can moment. I take, can I take a quick side note to jump sports and talk about that point? So, all right, we obviously both went to Wake Forest. We were there when Chris Paul was a stud. Like he, was an awesome, he was awesome as a freshman as a sophomore. I work with the team, so I got to see him really up close. Um, and he was great. But then what really pissed me off is he goes to the pros, and he's even better. Because there would be times in the pros where he would just decide, okay, I'm going to take over, lead this game, and we're going to win this game. And there were times he would do it in college. Like I think it was against Duke. He decided, you know what, I'm not going to let us lose this game. And everyone just jumped on his back. But he didn't do it enough. And that's what always just kind of made me so frustrated with him because he was so good. And he just showed he literally could have won any game he wanted at any point. And I think it probably just speaks to how he was an unselfish player, trying to get everyone involved, you know, play into the system and all that. But, oh, man, so frustrating just to see that a player like that can just decide, I'm going to go win this for us. And there's nothing anyone can do to stop me. So yeah. that's kind of what Lamar is showing us right now is, as you said, he just – Found a point. He's like, nope, we're going to win this game, and here's how we're going to do it. The really elite players can do that, and I completely agree about CP because I felt the same way. We saw him do it in college for sure. I'll never forget watching that guy and thinking at times, you could you could just see it in his head. He would take a ball be after, after the other team scored, Duke or Carolina usually, and he would run the full court and slice through everybody and mm-hmm. do a layup, and you're like, I mean, it would just be like in within six seconds, you thought you had a big three-pointer, and he just completely shut it down. You know, and he would do that occasionally. I mean, he scored a ton, obviously, and he was our best player. It's like, obviously, he was a stud. But like, to your point, like there were certain times when you just knew this is different. He's about he's determined mm-hmm. and he just looked different on the court. And then to your point, when he goes to the NBA, like you see you see that a lot. And you're like, dang, this dude was even better than we even thought. Better. I mean, you were right behind the bench. So like you, you may have even heard the huddles and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if Skip was ever just kind of like, hey, CP, like we need you to just take this thing over or if he never did that. And so he was sort of like trying to wait for his time. Maybe the other players were kind of like, Chris, for real, Just this is your game, man. We need you. Thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I agree. Yeah. I agree. Fun That's to watch right. either way. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so back to football. So as we just mentioned, we are heading to Dallas where the Atlanta Falcons are taking – I get the Ravens, by the way. I'm taking oh, the Ravens. my bad. I did forget to say who. Everything you said is true. I take the Ravens. He's got Ravens. Do it. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Wow, yes. Uh, so, yeah, Dallas and Atlanta, man. What are we thinking? Well, I know where you're going with this one, so uh, I think I'm just going to go opposite just because, you know, just to make sure we have different picks here. The Cowboys have got to bounce back from that atrocious Denver loss. It was at home. This one's at home. Um, I don't think they're going to be – I don't think old Jerry's going to be happy if they throw, lay another stinker out there. So this is a good This is a good spot to bounce back against a weak Atlanta defense. I think CD gets right. Amari gets right. They got Gallup coming back, I think. Dalton Schultz, everybody and their mother, Cedric Wilson – Blake Jarwin, whoever whoever you want to start this week, start them all. <laughs> Zeke Pollard, uh, anybody you want, throw them all out there. I think this is going to be a big one. Well, Cowboys. actually, I do have Pollard, and I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe this would be a good game. Um, yeah, man, my Falcons are, have, have won three of their last four, looking great. Matt Ryan, stud. Kyle Pitts, one of the best young tight ends in the game. Sure. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, Calvin's being out. He's got to take care of himself, so we wish him the best, but – you know, they've just been rolling there, crushing the Saints. 
But I got to go with the boys on this one. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm not a dummy. I'm trying to get back in this game. I've been, I'm telling you, I picked them last time. The last, I think, one, two. I'm looking at their schedule. I picked them literally the last five times. And you got me three. So that's good. I appreciate it. But I'm trying to win a, a pigskin pick them here. And I, I cannot see the Cowboys losing this game. They cannot be throwing two duds against weaker opponents. So it's Dallas. All right. Boom. That is that is bullets board material from a Fairweather fan right there. <laughs> oh, I'm totally wow. Fairweather with these Falcons. I'm going to tweet this out as soon as the show's done. Make sure that Matty Ice knows what's up. In your face, Corderell. Choose a position. You only get one. You're not good. <laughs> Choose a position. All right. So, in one that's more interesting to me, we've got the Saints coming up to Nash Vegas to take on the Titans. Who do you like here? Man, your Titans, dude. Everyone expected those Rams to kind of come in and, and kind of knock them back down to earth, especially with Derrick Henry being out. But they just shown they can they can win in different ways. The offense didn't look great. You know, obviously with Derrick Henry not there, that, that kills the run game and, and impacts the offense as a whole. Tannehill struggled a little bit. A.J. Brown couldn't get it going. But they just found ways to win. And they're just showing they're becoming more of that complete team. You know, we were kind of riding their defense earlier in the season that, man, they were terrible. I think the fact that you lose to the Jets, my gosh, that's one of their two losses is the Jets, which doesn't make any sense. Um, so they are really putting it all together. And the fact that the offense was able to do enough, shoot, they scored, what, 28, 30 points um, without the King. I mean, you got to go Tennessee. New Orleans looked terrible against a, a very mediocre Falcons team. I mean, they're they're scrambling. They're on the road. It's Tennessee. Tighten up. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, not just a homer pick. I, I think the analysis is good, too, because the Saints don't have any weapons. I mean, Kamara no, is obviously a weapon, but Trevor Simeon is not going to elevate anybody else to be a great player. Uh, Deontay Harris has been pretty good, I guess, as as like a, a fourth receiver have, on any other team. You know, Pretty good being your leading guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, Marquez uh, Callaway has not exactly flashed, although it's kind of a homecoming for him. He went to Tennessee, so he may want to he may want to ball out. I don't know. But I, I got I got the Titans in this one. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm nervous about them long term, at least until Henry's back. But I, I think this is one they can they can get. And I think they have the easiest schedule remaining. They do in the league, which is they great. Do. They've gotten those hard games out of the way early because they had a tough schedule coming up I to mean, this point. You had the Chiefs, you had the Bills, you had the Rams, my and your Cardinals, no, week one. My yeah. God, yeah, it was brutal. Yes. So I got the I got the Titans. Tighten up, the baby. Titans. All right. Well, staying in your division, we have the wonderful winning streak Jaguars going against the Jonathan Taylor Colts. What yeah, this is a this is a divisional matchup. I'm pulling for the Jags for sure. Um, <laughs> I bet you are. Uh, but I don't think they're going to get it done. The Colts have been pretty hot, even in the loss to the Titans. They they went toe to toe when Henry was still there. This is the second best team in the division, and they'll I think they'll stomp the Jaguars despite the Jaguars coming off that big win against the Bills. I don't think they're going to catch the Colts snoozing because the Colts have been pretty hot recently. The Bills have been up and down. It made a little more sense they would come and lay an egg. The Colts have been pretty hot. i got to go Colts here, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the Colts are, are playing pretty dang well on offense, so that's that's scary to see. Um, Jaguars, but man, that defense looked good against Buffalo. I know Buffalo's kind of struggling on offense anyway, but that defense looked really good. Their offense is still terrible. Um, shoot, in the past two games, they've put up a combined whopping 16 points. But um, So I think I think they'll scare the Colts a little bit. I think they'll have the Colts come back down to earth a little bit on offense, uh, but I don't see them being able to muster enough offensively themselves to uh, to win this game. So I got to go Colts as well. Yep. All right, this one's pretty interesting. So these are two four, five and four teams. 
both with playoff aspirations and yeah. both still in the hunt in their divisions. We have the Browns going up to New England, taking on the Pats. What do you Man, think about this game? This is, I mean, obviously I'm a, a Patriots guy, and this is a tough game because if you had asked me last weekend, I'd have been hands down Patriots just because the Browns have not looked good. They've just, obviously with the whole OBJ drama, that was, you know, that's why I picked the Bengals last week to, to beat the Browns. So if you asked me this last week, it was I had no problem picking the Patriots. But now, man, what they did last week against the Bengals was eye-opening. I think everyone's like, oh, maybe the Browns aren't out of it yet. So, man, but the Patriots just doing the dirty work. They're getting the job done. Again, not looking too flashy on offense. Mac Jones is looking solid, not putting up gaudy numbers by any means. But overall, they've, they're clicking on defense. Oh, my gosh. I keep going back and forth. They're in New England, which has not been great for New England. I think they're over at home, which is awesome, or they've won one game at home. So, man, this is literally a toss-up game for me, and I'm going to give the slight edge actually to the Patriots just because I think they're really finding their their niche. They're finding out who they are defensively, which I think is helping them out. And uh, I'm hoping that game against the Bengals is more of a fluke because that just seems unlike them. It, it, I think that's honestly the anomaly of the season for the Browns, especially offensively. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, I um, this is a really hard one for me to pick as well. After last weekend, I would have said, man, the Browns could beat anybody right now. you know. And if that's the team we're going to see going forward, look out. Losing Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton, Felton maybe not as much, but Chubb certainly and Hunt yeah. already out. That hurts, yeah. man. And I think Deonis Johnson, he played admirably in that Thursday night game without Hunt and Chubb, and he looked great. And I think he'll be serviceable. I think he'll be fine. But fine and serviceable are not Nick Chubb, you know, and he was a game changer. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I I still have a hard time with this one. I had Cleveland, honestly, until the until the Chubb news, I had Cleveland because I thought they would take care of business. I really yeah. did. And, and to your point, Patriots at home have not been a thing. So I'm not worried about that. But uh, I think with that Chubb injury, I think that makes the difference. If he can't go, I'm going to go with the Patriots – I just believe more in their system and their whole team at this okay. point. But should be I think it'll be probably a pretty low scoring game. Well, what's also and, crazy uh, is they're both sitting at five on four. This is a must win for both of them. I know I've kind of been saying that for the Patriots for literally the last three games, which they have been and they've won them. But I mean you're you're both sitting at five on four to try and get that uh wild card spot. I mean, this is a this is a crucial game for both teams. So it's really gonna be interesting to see who shows up. They both have some pretty impressive wins. I mean, for the Patriots to go to L.A. and beat the Chargers there, even though the Chargers have been kind of up and down recently, that was a, that was a really good win for a young team. Yeah. And the Browns to curb stomp the Bengals was just Jeez. wild. So maybe, maybe the Bengals aren't as good as we thought, but we can get on them later. Yep. Uh, staying in the AFC East, we've got the Bills, the six-point scoring against the Jaguar Bills traveling to New York, who put up some impressive offensive numbers against the Colts. So what are we thinking in this New York matchup? This isn't, I mean, talk about must wins. Like the Bills have got to get this thing right. They have got to get it right. Um, It's not just divisional. I mean, like you said, the Patriots are a game up on on them in the division. So they need this game behind them. So they need this for the division. You could afford a stumble. That's fine. But they got it. They got to do it, man. I mean, as much as I, you know, you know how I feel about Mike White. I mean, (laughs) you love him. I think he's dangerous out there. and, And this is a, another trap game, but I, you don't normally get two of those in a row. And if you do, you usually learn from your first one and you just crush the second one. So I got I got to go the bills on this, but Ooh, scary. Yeah. I mean, it, the bills have to get it right. I mean, to come off their buy and then to do that against the Jags is just inexcusable. Um, I mean, as we, we talked about this last episode, that Josh Allen really has not been the Josh Allen of last year where he was, 
what top three, I think, in MVP voting. And they had the same expectations from this season. He's had, you know, maybe two or three great games. And then the others have just been mediocre. So he's got to figure it out. Um, I think playing against the Jets is your game to do it. I mean, if Carson Wentz can drop three touchdowns on you, I think Josh Allen should be okay. So Bills are going to get it right. I know Mike White, you love him. He's going to be slinging it. But uh, we're going Buffalo here. We're going Buffalo. Yeah. All right, we got Detroit heading to Pittsburgh. This is kind of a weird matchup. Uh, you don't see that often, but um, the winless Lions taking on the Steelers. Do you think they're going to look past them after that Monday night <laughs> close call against the Bears? What do you think? I mean, the Steelers can't look past anybody, let's be honest. Uh, the fact that they let the Bears almost come back and win that game was pretty bad. You know, they almost did that against the Seahawks, who didn't have Russell Wilson. So the Steelers are in no place to look past anybody. Um, but with that being said, the Lions are so bad and... I, I can't try and sugarcoat it anymore. I mean, to I know they're coming off their bye. I think they lost their bye week. So they should just <laughs> yeah. go nine. They somehow they're lost. Nine with a bye, yeah. Yeah. Um, to, do, to lay that dud against the Eagles where that was their winnable game. That's the game you circle on the calendar, win number one. Um, this is not going to be a win number one. In Pittsburgh, which is always a tough place to play, the Steelers are streaky, but they, they're gutting out the, the ugly wins against bad teams, and they might have to do it again, but – I think they should win relatively comfortably. Najee, I love Najee Harris. I love what he's doing. I know his, you know, his rush yard app per, uh, excuse me, his average per rush isn't that great, but he is just a workhorse. He can catch it out of the backfield, which is exactly what Ben, Big Ben needs right now. And uh, your boy Freermuth has been a, a stud for him uh, in the red zone. So I, I just like Pittsburgh, even though they're not great, but they're definitely better than the Lions. Yeah, I think um, Nachi is a complete stud, man. You're so right on that. The guy's a baller. He's a big dude. He hits hard. He's aggressive, but he's also got moves hard to take down. He's going to be good for years to come, I think. I agree with what you said. Um, what happened to that Dan Campbell, Detroit, you know, ankle biters, knee biters or whatever? Like, what happened to that team? That scrappy team early in the yeah. season that was like, these guys are on the brink of a win. Has just that team has just completely folded the last several weeks. It just looked like total garbage. That's why so, I picked him a couple times. I thought he might be ankle biting his way to a win. I know, I know. I I wanted to, man. I really wanted to see it. I've lost faith in them since then, and I don't know if the losses just keep piling up and people start losing faith internally because it seemed like they believed early on, and maybe they stopped believing. Uh, don't stop believing. I was Come on, just Detroit. Say it, but that's your song. Come on. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go renegade and the Steelers. Take care of business here. Just a small town girl living in alone. By the way, my wife, anytime there is any song that mentions anything Michigan, she will just belt out that one line. Because she doesn't know the rest of the song, she'll just know that line. And Born and raised in North Michigan. <laughs> Alpino <laughs> represented now. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so now the Bucks coming off their bye week, are heading to the Washington football team. What are we going to see? Are they going to be a little sleepy, or what's going to be happening with them? Washington is also coming off their bye week. Uh, you may have just thought they lost again, like Detroit. They're also coming off a bye. Yeah, I the the Buccaneers are not healthy. Is the only thing that, the only thing that concerns me. Like they're going to smash Washington, so there's no doubt about that in my mind. I'm worried about the over under, and I'm worried about the spread because Godwin's banged up now. Apparently, AB's still crutching around. Gronk is still hurt. Like it's going to be Mike Evans. It's going to be the Mike Evans show if no one else can go. And Honestly, the Bucks have only really looked vulnerable when they've been injured like that. So they're going to make sure they get healthy because they got obviously Super Bowl aspirations. So I got the Bucks winning this game. Washington sucks. Just they just suck. Period. They suck. They're not going to beat Tampa. But um, I don't know about that over under and the spread and all that. I'm, it makes me a little nervous with the injuries. 
I love how you don't even worry about the straight up matchup. You're like, I'm more worried <laughs> about the spread and the over unders and that. So that is really no. a testament to this game in Washington. Yeah, Washington has been. Again, I know Fitzpatrick went down week one, but they have been one of the more disappointing teams. I know you and I were talking about it off air about Antonio Gibson, that, you know, between him and McLaurin, they were the two biggest names coming into fantasy draft saying, you got to get these two guys. They're going to be studs. They're going to be carrying your team to championships. And while McLaurin has done relatively well, Gibson is terrible. Um, and obviously the quarterback position, Heineke is a roller coaster within a roller coaster. Yeah, it's going to be the Bucs um, coming off their bye. I know they're both well-rested teams, quote-unquote, but it, the Bucs have too much talent. I hope it's the Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette show uh, with some sprinkling Mike Evans. That's fine. Um, they're just going to be too much for Washington to handle. Yeah, Gibson to me is the that's the that's the pick I want back. In so many leagues, I took him yeah. in that second round. We that all was like, and I was man. stoked about it. You know, I, I definitely bought the hype. Thought it was going to be great. Even even if I wasn't sure if Washington was going to be a great offense, I just thought he was going to be great. Like he's supposed to be this great running back or whatever. And so I bought it second rounder. That's the one pick in all my drafts. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I can deal with Mostert getting hurt. That happens every year. I can deal with. Other people, you know, you seven, eight round guys getting hurt. Whatever. You can't quit Reem. I can't quit him. I take him every year in the eighth round anyway, but that's the eighth round, right? That's different. Second round, ugh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. But hey, you you were able to flip him for Zeke, so well done. I mean I did package you, flip him for Zeke, that's true. I did get I did get rid of him, thank God. Yeah. All right, so now we got Carolina going to Arizona. We're still unsure if Kyler's gonna play. DeAndre, not not sure. So it might be Colt McCoy again. Um, Sam Darnold is probably going to be out with that shoulder fracture unless they want him to keep playing, which would be awesome. <laughs> would be a mistake. <laughs> uh, so who you got here, eh? I mean, shoot, even if Kyler doesn't play, Colt McCoy looked good, man. I mean, he came out slinging the ball against the Niners. Good enough, yeah. And, you know, the Niners have a decent defense, so the fact that he was able to do what he did was great, and I think the Cardinals had to be stoked for that. So I think they're going to rest Kyler. At least I hope they do. Aaron, if you're listening, they're resting Kyler regardless. But – uh yeah, I just I cannot see them losing to the Panthers at home with or without Sam Darnold. I know McCaffrey's back. He looked good in split time, um, you know, only getting half of the snaps that he needs. But he'll still be coming back, so he's not going to be getting the 100% workload either. So it's it's going to be the Cardinals at home. P.J. Walker is going to get some, um, some growing pains. It's going to be tough for him against a vaunted Cardinals defense. So it's, it's Arizona. Vaunted. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey did look good, and that's the only chance they've got here is if he just kind of takes over the game which is possible if there are enough people missing for Arizona. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, though. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah. All right, now we're heading out to L.A., where the Minnesota Vikings, who had a choke job against Baltimore, are playing the Chargers. What's going to happen here? Really tough game to pick because these teams are very inconsistent as well. Um, I think the Chargers at home will take care of business. a long trip for the Vikings after an emotional loss to Baltimore in overtime. I don't know. I guess I just don't trust the Vikings entirely um, because they've been so up and down. They've lost They've lost a lot of close games. So I think it's probably going to be close again, but I got Chargers. Yeah, I too have the Chargers. I mean, the Vikings, I honestly think, uh, obviously Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat and he'll probably be gone by the season's end. And this might be the game to do it. He can't be at three and five right now. They're going to go into Los Angeles. Uh, again, they're a roller coaster team too, so it's tough, but Chargers are going to win. Uh, Dalvin Cook has some off-field issues now, which is super awesome. So there's just some weird vibes going on in Minnesota. It's it's the Chadges. The Chadges. All right. How about Philly heading to Denver to take on the Broncos? Woof. I mean, shoot. Again, if you had asked me last week, this could have been a pickup game too because the Broncos were looking terrible. But, you know, then they come out and smoke the Cowboys. So this is just bizarre. And, of course, the Eagles smoked the Lions. And But anyway, um, 
you know, shoot, Denver looked good. I think the fact that they got Jerry Judy back on offense helps them a lot, gives Teddy uh, a couple more options to kind of spread the ball around. And so that's good for them. You know, Melvin Gordon has been doing great this year, and he plays great at home and they're in Denver. So the fact that they're getting healthier on offense, uh, I think it's going to give them the edge over the Eagles. Uh, Devontae Smith looked great for Philly last week. Um, Jalen Hurts, fantasy-wise, does you great. But I think as a franchise quarterback, he is not necessarily – he may not be the guy to win you those games. So I, I got to go Denver. I, I agree with all, all what you're saying. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see the same Denver team that we saw last week. You're I don't right. know if they had a chip on their shoulder because the Von Miller news made everybody think their defense sucked now, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's show them we don't suck. <laughs> Maybe they got that out of their system, and they're back to being the Broncos we saw earlier. This is a real tough one to pick because, you know, Philly is capable of winning most of the games they're in, but they are still 3-6. and six. So right. uh, hard to say who's going to show up at this game. It's a gut call for me. I'm going Philly. I don't know why. Okay. Really can't give you good analysis. Hey. I'm taking the Eagles. I don't trust. I don't trust the Broncos. Let's be honest. Sometimes it all comes down to gut feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see who picked Denver last week. It's like, why gut feeling, yeah. man? <laughs> so true. So true. Why? So true. Uh, okay. Here's an interesting one. Could be a battle of some more backups as we got Seattle traveling to Green Bay. Is it? Is it Jordan Love's team? Man, we don't know. We won't know until Saturday or Sunday <laughs> uh, on both of these teams, right? Because Russ is back in practice. Apparently, that's true. They say he looks and feels good. But who knows? He broke his finger on his throwing hand, right? So, like, are you going to be able to throw? Are you going to be able to play a full game? Or is it going to be Geno Smith? Aaron Rodgers is eligible to come back to the team on Saturday if he's symptom-free. So, hopefully he'll be back. But um, if they both play, I got Rodgers and Green Bay. If one of them misses, I'm taking probably the other team. If one of them plays, you know, like if, if Wilson plays and Rodgers doesn't, give me the Seahawks. If Rodgers plays and Wilson doesn't, I'll stay with the Green Bay. But I'm taking Green Bay on this one. Yeah, I think actually you mentioned it. I don't know if it was last episode or before, but Green Bay, even without Aaron Rodgers, is still a good team. And I think even if Russ plays and, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't, close I, game. I, I'm, it's going to be close. And I, I still think I might give the edge to the Packers. So with that being said, if that's how I'm feeling about them, I think I got to go Green Bay at home. No matter what. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. I think Green Bay's got a good team overall. So they're, they're more likely to be able to win this without their star. How about Kansas City going to Vegas on the Sunday night matchup? Take on the Raiders. Yeah. Once again, just another weird game and one that is tough to predict. I mean, the Raiders threw a stinker against the Giants and the Chiefs, you know, they won, but just not winning convincingly. So, man, tough game to pick. Uh, I had like the Raiders, what they've been doing in weeks prior up until last week against, against New York. But you know what? Here's going to be my, my upset special. I'm going to go with Las Vegas at home just because Kansas City is not right. They're just not. And you would think they would have figured it out by now. And they haven't. They have not figured it out offensively. And defensively, they're they're mediocre. They're fine. But you can't be fine the rest of the way if you want to be a contender. So this is going to be the game that officially breaks their back and says, maybe we need to reevaluate. May not make the playoffs. So Raiders. Wow. Deshaun Jackson with a big game this yep, week, right? He's coming the Raiders. up. He's coming Bye. up. <laughs> Buying on Deshaun Jackson. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I agree with what you're saying, and it's it's again we keep I don't want to throw around this must win stuff because we're still half only halfway through the season, but this is a divisional game for the the Chiefs. This is a tight division race with the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders, right? So I think they got to win this game and and prove to themselves that they can actually carry this division and, and make some waves. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, okay. and it's not as much of an upset special as you thought. Thirty eight percent of America picked the Raiders over the Chiefs on ESPN, so it's a it's. Not a pick them, but it's not that far off either. 60-40 split. I'm going to go Chiefs. Um, I think they can take care of business. I don't know. We'll see. 
I, I wouldn't be shocked either way. I'm not just not putting my money on this one. Yeah, just big question marks, man. Yep. Uh, all right, then Monday night, we got the losing streak Rams going against the losing streak Niners. Yikes, two losers <laughs> in a row. What's going to happen? I think the Rams have got to bounce back on this one. They know these these teams know each other really well. They know how to play each other really well. Um, too much firepower. I don't think the Niners will be able to mimic that same blueprint that the Titans did. Uh, they won't be able to confuse um, Stafford. Uh, Bosa is an edge rusher, not an up, up the middle guy. So mm-hmm. with Simmons being a, a defensive tackle, he was able to kind of get that pressure up the middle. I don't know the Niners have a guy like that that they can really rely on. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Yeah, I too am going Rams. They're going to, I mean, shooting their two losses, they, they bounce back the next week. So I, I see that happening here. And this could be the end of the Jimmy G era in San Francisco. If they lose this game, they might just move on from him if, if Trey is healthy um, and just say, you know what? Our, this season's kind of a wash. Let's see what Trey can do, get him some reps. So it could be Jimmy G's swan song. So I hope he comes out. But, man, they threw a dud against uh, Arizona. I just yeah. can't see them keeping up with the Rams. They couldn't keep up with a Colt McCoy-led Cardinals team. <laughs> so true. So, Without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to L.A. I'm going to L.A. Yep. Rams. Yep. All right, that'll do it for Picks Can Pick Them. Jump in the league and make your picks. The league's called Folding the Cheese. Get in there and compete with us. Never do too it. late. I'm do it. Do back. it. Better watch out. All right, so I'll do it for the Picks Can Pick Them picks. And uh, so now we actually want to talk to you about something that we're pretty excited about. We've been talking with a, a company, and we've decided to join up with them. They're going to be sponsoring a few of these episodes here, so we want to tell you a little bit more about them. Are you someone who wants to get into sports betting, but you kind of have no idea what to bet on? Or do you wish you could join the fun of sports betting with your friends and family without needing to risk any money? Or finally, are you a sports betting guru who wants to be able to make even more money on your hot picks? On the Better Off app, you can do all the above. Driven by deep data and analytics, Better Off allows new bettors and seasoned pros alike to track their sports betting picks in a simple, fun, and profitable way. With up-to-date lines from some of the most popular sports books like FanDuel and DraftKings, it's never been easier to keep track of betting trends, popular picks, and your own personal stats to provide a breakdown of what to bet, where to bet, and who to bet behind. Even if you're not sure whether or not you want to be the next great sports betting master, there is still more to love about Better Off. Climb your way to the top of the leaderboards, compete with your friends for trophies, or win real money through prizes and promotions without spending a single dime. Then, once you've discovered that, you're excuse me, once you've discovered that you're a betting prodigy, go ahead and activate your pro account where you can monetize your picks and pocket the cash from your adoring fans, all with no cost to you. Available on both iOS and the Google Play Store, download the Better Off app and be a better better today. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-O-F-F. I see what you did there. Pretty clever. Right? I think that's like pretty that. clever. Better, Dude, better. I, I got to tell you, I love this thing, man. I downloaded this app. I've been checking it out. I put some picks up there, and it's really cool because there are leaderboards. You can watch like people who've been really successful in their bets. It's accountability. Like You can't you can't sit here on Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback and tell people, oh, yeah, I played this all this parlay, and I made all of them right, and I got it all. Like it's You put your money where your mouth is. You put your bets in the system so people can see who you're picking but they're not actual bets. They don't have to be actual bets. They're just like, here's my prediction on this game. They've got over-unders, they've got spreads, they've got money lines, all different sports. It's super cool. Yeah. What I like too about it is like you can add um, your confidence level about the picks. They can see like, ah, yeah. so, you know, that LA Rams, San Francisco game's like, I'm feeling a pretty confident four out of five. Yeah, other people, you know, maybe a San Fran guy saying two. But uh, so, yeah, True. it's a cool, fun way to kind of keep up with everybody social media wise and sports betting combined. So it's kind of it's a new, different idea that is pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's super cool. And it's free. Like we said, like these are these are not like real bets that you have to make. You can take these and place the bets. If you follow someone who's like really successful on this app, for instance, I think that the purpose is like, let's say you have a guru who's like really good with NFL bets. That's all he does or all she does. You find them on the leaderboard. You follow that person's picks. And all of a sudden they're betting, you know, maybe 65, 70% correct picks. And you're like, shoot, I'm just going to take those picks. I'm going to go to my DraftKings app and I'm going to go place a bet. And I'm going to make some money off of their picks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's super cool, right? You can get other people's like expert, quote unquote, expert analysis. There, there's a space where like you can put why you justified making that pick as well. Um, and then over time, if you're a person who has really good picks yourself, you put your picks in there, and people are following you. You can lock it. That's that pro account. You can lock your picks where people have to actually pay to see your picks, and then boom, you're starting to make money that way as well. So it's a super cool idea. I'm yeah. I'm pretty jazzed about it. I can't wait. I think you and I are going to make a group, right? And we'll see if I can just keep, uh, just like our daily fantasy, just keep eating it there. Yeah, good luck. We're going to make a fold in the cheese bet uh, group as well, yeah. So we'll check that out in the in later iteration for sure. Some better bets. But uh, all right, man, you asked for it. It is now time for your Hamilton trivia. Oh, are damn. You ready? I am not going to lie. I had to Google all of these because <laughs> I am not well-versed in Hamilton. I can't believe you've only seen the first half. I, I just told can't you, believe it. Don't, they call me Mr. No, <laughs> Mr. Pink. I told you my wife has the attention span of a five-year-old. She cannot sit through a three-hour movie. I'm sorry. I know. I just need to sneak around and watch it myself. I will. I will. I'm sorry. Toilet breaks. Get on your <laughs> phone. Every toilet break. Five to ten minutes. <laughs> just every song. I just listen to a song. <laughs> every song. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. So these could be extremely hard or like these are the easiest ever. So we're just going to start off. See where, we, see where you land. All right. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? What was Eliza's proudest achievement? She started the first orphanage in New York. She did start the first private orphanage in New York City. Wow. Yes. Good for yeah. her. It was awesome. It's a really, it's a moving part of the, the show. It's at the very end. It's a moving part of the show. Okay. All right. One for one. What song do Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson, and James Madison sing together in Anger and Jealousy? They're pretty upset with Alexander Hamilton. Uh, yep. Um it must be nice to have Washington on your side. I think, I think it's that maybe. Um, Are you locking it in? Are you learner locking it in? Well, I know they find him. They find him when he's writing the, but uh, right before he writes the Reynolds pamphlet. Uh, but I don't remember the song that leads into that. But I'm gonna go. It must be nice. So the, I, I believe the song is actually called Washington on your side, and I'm oh, gonna okay. give it to you because you okay. said the line. So yes, it is Washington on Boom. your side. Boom. Wow. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good for you. Um, how many of the Federalist Papers did Hamilton write? 51. 51. Hamilton yes. wrote the other 51. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. You were, you were literally crushing. How does he write? Like he's running out of time. Yeah. Right day and night. Like he's running out of time. Okay. Since it's all about dueling. The oh fourth dual commander oh God. details a number of things that should be done with a doctor in preparation for a duel. This is multiple choice. Which of the following is not mentioned? Okay. Okay. Double check his utilities. Treat him with civility. Pay him in advance. Or have him turn around to have deniability. Yeah. Uh, double check the utilities is not in there. 
double check his utilities is not in there. You Boom. are correct. Yes. I, love, I love that the answer, have him turn around. <laughs> they can so have just, some liability. He's yeah. not going to watch the dual attack. Click. Oh, okay. Now, oh, what happened here? Good thing I'm they do. here, though. <laughs> they do. And in the in the play, you'll see him. They they bring in a little doctor guy, and he's, he's turns his back. Yeah, he's got his like back to the, to the duel. I like it. All right. Four for four, man. Jeez, you're like no hesitations either. All right, last one. In the title song, Alexander Hamilton, two people say we fought with him. Yeah. Who were they? Okay, so uh, Lafayette would make sense and John Lawrence would make sense. Um, but then so would Washington. I trusted him, I think it was Washington. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I fought with him was Lafayette and John Lawrence. I'm going to go with those two. So it is Marquis de Lafayette. And I have Hercules Mulligan. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. So I'm sorry, man. Lawrence might have been I loved him because he was like his best friend. Yeah. Per per the show, he was the best friend. Hercules Mulligan was the third guy. Like it was Lawrence, Lafayette, and Mulligan were all his his boys, his crew. His his crew, man. Yeah. It was old Hercules, Hercules. Or you know what? Lawrence could have said I died. I died for him or something like that. That Yeah. That would be confusing. Lawrence actually fits all of them, right? <laughs> Trusted him, loved him, died for him, fought with him. Yeah. But yes, it was officially Lafayette and Mulligan. Hey, Damn. Please. All right. Half point. Half hey, point. four and a half, man. You literally crushed that. You had no hesitation. You didn't have to scrape the back of your brain. Wow. I am impressed. I'm just telling you, and like you and I have very similar interests, right? We And we a do. lot of these shows were like, we know, we both know these movies or these shows or whatever. We've been boys for two decades at this point. Holy buckets. A long time. But um, I'm just telling you, this is a phenomenal show, right. and it's I mean, addicting hey, to watch I and saw, listen to, and it's just, it's so cool. I saw the first hour, and I enjoyed it immensely. The songs are great. It's just so upbeat. The fact how quickly they can sing and rap, I think, uh, again, in, in my extensive research for these trivia questions, there was 19 words in three seconds. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Guns and Chips, Lafayette. Holy crap. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a, yeah. Yeah, the, the characters are insane. And the, the one that's on Disney Plus is incredible with the original that's cast. The original cast, the, yeah. Those guys are just incredible. We saw it on Broadway a couple weeks ago when we were in New York and also just incredible in person. Couldn't recommend it anymore. And it was just it was it was weird to see new people doing it, but it was also like they did a fantastic job. I mean, they were really great. Yeah. It's hard to replace certain people, no matter totally. what. Even if you I love believe. the new guy, it's just hard to replace I think Lafayette, who also plays Thomas Jefferson, David Diggs, is just freaking awesome well, hard so to replace landed, him as a character it landed him his own show so good on him <laughs> it is it is lynn's show i think anyone who like loves it would tell you lynn's not honestly the best performer or singer of any of those like sorry he was a little bit easier to replace although he was the creator uh you misheard me i was actually talking about david diggs it landed him his own show like what he did oh it landed him his own show i thought you said yeah. lynn it's his show and i was like well yeah he did right well it. technically yes it is his show yes but not to be yeah he did end up getting that snow piercer show great movie i haven't seen the show yet but uh huh yeah he's awesome he's good super cool all right man appreciate you you researching those questions for hey, me I'm, whole, I'm still upset you haven't seen the whole thing but a whole week i feel like i know it <laughs> bottom now gotta check it out Check it out. What do you say we get up to some DFS lineups for the week? All right, man. Let's do this. I felt like I had a weird team going in last week, but they proved me all right. So let's see if I can keep riding that weird train. All right. Uh, let's hear the weird train. So this week I kind of went, my strategy was I did one studdish and then I kind of went middle of the ground for everyone else. So let's see how this pays off. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to ride him again. My quarterback, one Carson Wentz, playing those mighty Jaguars, going uh, for $5,900. So I thought that was, you know, again, good value. He did well. Let's see if he can get it two in a row. Sure. Uh, running back, he's been solid all year, surprisingly. Uh, I should have done this a couple years ago when he was going for that contract. Melvin Gordon going against the Eagles, going at home. Got him for $5,300. Uh, and then here's my my quote-unquote stud. We talked about him briefly, but we got Najee Harris. He's playing mm. at, at home against Detroit, where they have literally been the worst <laughs> against the run. So I have high hopes for him. Hope we'll catch another 14 balls and all that. So he was for $7,900. <laughs> nice. And uh, here I'm eating some crow. I am indeed. If you've been listening, uh, you, you know my stands on one Brandon Ayuk. So uh, I have been cutting him all year and not been a big fan of his. So I am, you know, for $4,700, oh. he's, he's worth a play. Even wow. Talking about, talking about practice, man. You're talking about practice. So I like how you threw that in there last time. That was good. Right? Alan, was good. thank you to Alan Iverson for calling in with the soundbite. But um, so, yeah, go with Brandon. And then. Once again, also someone who I was not high on coming into the fantasy season, but he has been a frequenter on blind resumes, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, 6,700 against the Dolphins. Again, they were 30th against the pass, so I figured hopefully he should be doing some things. Yep. Uh, and then my last wide receiver, I've got Mike Williams of the Chargers going against the Vikings, so he was for $6,600. Need him to bounce back, man. Yeah, I figure he's due. Um, and then for my tight end, it's your guy, former Nittany Lion great, Pat Fryermuth of nice. the Steelers going against the Tigers again. He was for $3,900. I thought it was a good price. The Lions, not the Tigers. Did, did I say the Tigers? My gosh. They hey. may have some players from the Tigers come try out for the Lions <laughs> as well. Just as well. <laughs> um, and then for my flex, I actually had a surprisingly $6,400 to spend. So I had Daryl Henderson Jr. of the Rams. Nice. Bouncing back against the Niners. And then uh, my defense, I have the Seahawks going hopefully against the Jordan Love Packers. Okay, here's hoping for you. Um, what's interesting, we don't have any of the same this week. Wow. This is the first week in a while. That's crazy. We've this is exciting. And by the I way, want a different strategy, and that's probably why. They better not be a different strategy than me and Cooper Cupped, because he went up again in price. So He better. He went up again. There. He's now 9,500. I know. And I know that because he's sitting on my roster <laughs> okay, at 9,500. Just making sure. That's one of the reasons we don't have the same players, because I can't afford any <laughs> of those guys. <laughs> so... Um, I am going. Uh, I, I do like those picks though because you got you got good matchups there, and you've That's also got nice. good good game script. Right? I want heavy matchups for good matchups this week, so yeah. it worked out. I do that a lot. Um, it it works sometimes. Sometimes you get real surprised, like like Joe Burrow last week, what you thought was a good one, and he doesn't. So I'm coming. I'm coming strong with Tom Brady coming out of the bye, wow. taking on Washington. What was he? How much is he? Seventy six hundred. Okay, you have no money left now, which is not cheap. <laughs> and um, I will tell you. I you you hate me for doing this, but I feel like there's a contingency play here because if Chris Godwin doesn't play this game, I might have to pivot him out. And Carson Wentz was my pivot play, so we'll see. We can talk off air if you're even going to allow that. You're shaking your head. You're going to be a jerk. I can already tell. All right, um, I had to save a lot of money at running backs because I'll get to my receivers in a minute. So I'm going with Dearness Johnson in Cleveland, taking on the Patriots. Hey, you know, that's not. Bad. I don't listen. I don't love the matchup, but if he's going to be the workhorse, there's literally no other running back on the team that is worth a shit. So I'll take Dearness. He was 4,700. I've got Devin Singletary in Buffalo taking on the Jets. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the Jets are a freaking sieve on against the run. Yeah. So uh, Singletary and Moss could both have big games, but Moss is still in concussion I, protocol. I was going to say he's still in protocol, so that's a good pick. So if he doesn't play, Singletary is the guy, and I like Singletary as a runner. He just never gets number one running back duty. So I'm hoping Moss doesn't play, and that this is 
a, a get right game for the, the bills. He's also 4,700. Wow. So two really cheap options at running back wide receiver one. I've got Cooper cup, 9,500 <laughs> taking on the Niners. Uh, not even a great matchup, a medium matchup, but uh, he's literally the most expensive in daily fantasy, which is just, and it keeps going up, which is the best. It keeps going up. It's just absolutely <laughs> killing me. Uh, I am pairing Brady with Godwin. I've got Godwin at 7,100. So assuming he's healthy, I'm going to fire him up. I was looking at Hollywood Brown um, as a contingency play there, but if I have to pivot from Brady to Wentz, then I can spend more money. It could change a lot of things. So we'll see. Uh, if Godwin doesn't go, I'll find another receiver. I'll tell you about him. Uh, I'm sticking with Michael Pittman, 6,300, taking on Jacksonville. Yeah, I thought about so if Carson Wentz has a big game, it's going to be because of Pittman. So yeah. that's that's going to help me um, defend against you. He's 6,300. I still think it's ridiculously cheap. Oh, I don't understand price. it. I should have got him too. Tight end, complete wild card here. Wow, I am going with Jeff Swaim of the Titans. Wow. He's one of our three tight ends. <laughs> All right, They tried out Anthony Fersker, Jeff Swaim, and Michael Pruitt pretty equally, but Swaim has been the touchdown maker. He's scored in the last two weeks. He's had five targets the last two weeks. Whatever. He's $2,500. All right. <laughs> So if he can, he's caught like four for 30 each of the last two games. If he does that, I pretty much make my money back on him. I thought you you were going to say four for 30 on the season. I'm like, yes, that is your guy right there. (laughs) Probably about that. So Jeff Swaim, 2,500 going against New Orleans at home. We'll see. That's a punt. And then at flex 5,100, I'm taking Kenyon Drake in Las Vegas. I think if the game plays out like you would have thought preseason, Vegas is going to have to throw to keep up. Um, if Kansas City can score, Drake's been a good passing down back for them. He is the passing down back for them. And he actually has 16 or more points in each of the last three games. So he's actually been pretty strong since Gruden is gone. So I like that streak. Uh, I'm hopeful this is a nice little spot for him. Wow. Defense, I am going with the Vikings taking on the Chargers. Not a super great matchup, but the Vikings have put up, I think, eight or more points in like three or four games in a row. Um, their defense has been okay. It's a punt. It's 2,300. Yeah. But of the punts, I think that was the best one for me. Hey, our defense has kind of did us pretty well last week. We both had the fire emblem next to them. So that's that's true. We had I had a couple of frost flakes elsewhere, but uh, my defense <laughs> was strong. You had a lot of Tony the Tiger with you, but that's all right. Not bad. Not bad otherwise. Some frosted flakes. Uh, so that's my crew. We'll see what happens. It's a weird lineup, but we'll that see what happens. That, wow. Yep. But you know what? Hey. This is what blind resumes is all about. You got some weird running backs, but they could be studs for you. You never know. That's right. That's right. I got a couple of breaking news. Uh, we need a breaking news drop. I have a couple Uh-oh. of news items to bring up on the pod. Breaking as we're so, recording. First thing I got was that there are teams believing that Odell is going to wait until after Sunday's games to make his decision. So we may not have that answer until after this week. Okay. We'll see. The other news, which... We actually called on the podcast sort of as a joke, but Cam Newton has agreed to a deal to return to the Panthers. Wow. Killing Pending Cam. a physical. Pending Killing a physical. Cam. Cam coming back to town. They he must does. have groveled to have him back. Oh, wow. I, you know what? He's probably going to play on Sunday. Let's see. He probably will. He'll probably crush it. Yeah, they'll end up winning. Golly. Um, wow. Yeah, who knows? So that's uh, some interesting news. Some good drops for you there. That is, right? You heard it here first, people. Well, like maybe eight minutes ago was first, but I think first for us, that counts. (laughs) First this afternoon is good. All right, let's hit some sportbook plays this week. We're going to try and get right from last week's debacle. 
I am hesitant to do this because of the injuries I mentioned before, but I do think Tampa Bay is just going to throttle Washington. I really yeah. do. So I'm taking Tampa minus nine, nine and a half, whatever it is now. Wow. <laughs> minus nine against Washington. That's a big number, but a big spread. Washington is terrible and yeah. Tampa is really good. I did look this up in the last um, eight games. Tampa is three and five against the spread, which is really not good, but Washington is even worse at <laughs> one and seven yes. against the spread. <laughs> so if you like that kind of that kind of info, I'm taking Tampa. I get the Rams minus three and a half versus San Fran on Monday night. I don't know why that line is so small. Take that all day. Lock Give me that all down. day. I think that's not going to be a three or four point game. I'll take that. And I like the under in the Tennessee New Orleans game. I think these are two decent defenses, above average defenses, or at least playing that way right now. Tennessee offense is maybe struggling a little bit. New Orleans offense is definitely struggling. Forty five and a half, not a huge number, but I like I like this game to go under in that one. Okay. So uh, actually, our boy Jonah Lerner is technically on bye week. At least we're calling it a bye week because he's actually in prison um, for clubbing Mike White after he got that hundred yards of a touchdown. So Jonah, we'll uh, we'll see you back next week after your bye week again. That's what we're calling it. So that's uh, right, Kemp, Kemp. I think we got a parlay for you though, right? Yeah, Jonah. Um, I saw him on TV. He went over to the sideline and just clubbed him right in <laughs> the forearm. Just, I was like, dude, you hate Mike White. Uh, so instead. Instead of that, I got Kemp's conga line of picks. Oh, Here we go. Patent, this patent is a pending. Patent, patent, patent pending. This is a long. This is a long list of parlay picks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. I got the Ravens. I got the Cowboys. I got the Steelers. I got the Bucks. Cardinals and Colts. All right, it's a big long one. That's six that picks. Six, all right. Six. Wow. So no bills. I'm taking six winners. Those are all winners. Those are all money line. Put them all together, and you're into plus two or three hundred. Not a bad situation. I think those are all relatively heavy favorites. People get nervous about the Colts. I'm not nervous about them. Cardinals, watch the Kyler situation. Watch the Cam Newton situation, for God's sake. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about the rest of these. So no Bills over Jets, huh? You, you were not – you were Dude, I, I – obviously the Bills make me nervous. They lost to Jacksonville last week. I keep saying Mike White gives any team a chance. I don't think he's Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong. But if he can sling it, and they don't know how to stop it. I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Bills. Man, who knows? I, I have the Bills winning the game, but like, I don't feel good enough to put my money on it. All right, that's fair. Hey, let's see how that conga line does. A little limo maybe in there too. We'll see. Jump on, jump on the back of it. Jump Get in the caboose. Jump on it, Rock <laughs> Tonto. This is a different song, but jump in the caboose of the conga line. Yes. It's a good time. <laughs> um, we need to do a do it bad of the week. Do it. Do it. Do it. We do. Need to. How about a tight end coin flip? What do you think? Oof. So just one tight Oof. end. We're doing double tight ends. Double tight ends. The right. four tight end draft. You're right. We haven't done. Yeah, let's do it, man. Double tight ends. Let's do it. Whoa. In honor of Hamilton, I'm going to flip this nickel, which is Jefferson. <laughs> You're it. staying heads, I assume, right? I'm going tails never fails. Jefferson's got a nice little ponytail going on. It's heads. Hey, Jefferson. Hey, all right, all right. Well, I already know my first pick. So You want first and fourth? Oh, that's right. I get to choose. Yeah, give me first and fourth. Okay. So All right. First tight end off the board. Who's it going to be? No brainer. Big question. No brainer. Big question. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I have heard of him. Okay. I'll have to look up what team he plays for, but I've heard the name before. Okay. You've got Travis Kelsey, number one overall. Number one. Give me him. Give me, give me, give me. You know, I'm going with Waller, number two. Okay. Waller the baller. Same game. That's going to be Kelsey versus Waller. That'd, That'd be, be a good fun. one. 
Really torn on number three, but I'm going to give my team a fantasy fantasy team a plug. I'm going Hawkinson, number go. three, against the Steelers. The only One option, pride, baby. The only option on the Lions. So, you know what? I do not hate that pick at all. Let's go. Oof. Okay. You know what? Even though uh, your boy wouldn't trade him to me, and even though I didn't even pick their team this week, I got to go Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Oh, you forsook, forsaken your man, Kittle. I have. I have. I mean, you know what? Actually, I'd be right. I take nope, back. too late. Oh, you're too taking late. your tight end. I want to go my tight end. I feel no, it's too late. That. Oh, too man. late. You said Pitts. You're in. Oh. Okay, oh. Kyle you don't see the NFL draft. They're like, oh, wait a second. Hang <laughs> uh, on. No, no, no. We don't want Zach Wilson. Yeah, we wanted Mac Jones. You blame it on the intern for running up the wrong card. Oh, no. Wrong <laughs> <Hang laughs> card. Well, what was it? I feel like that was, what, probably like five years ago now. Or was it the Vikings who like the Vikings didn't, didn't get a get pick their in. card up for like two or three picks? I was like, ah, keep keep leapfrogging them. That was the best. Can you imagine like the teams behind them? Holy shit! Let's go, 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 go! Just Let's go. Go, 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 go! <laughs> How many people got fired because of that? I mean, oh. good grief! Right. That's awful. So uh, I think Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitts are going to get more fantasy points than Darren Waller and T.J. Hawkinson. Do it. I say Darren Waller and T.J. Hawkinson have more fantasy points than Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitts. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. All right, man. I think that'll uh, do it for this Thursday edition. How are we feeling? What did we learn today? I think if we learned anything, it's that the folks need to get on Better Off, the app. It's yep. a great time. Check me out at Ktroll. I'm on there. There we go. And people need to watch Hamilton. I mean, what the hell? Watch Hamilton. You need to finish Hamilton. I will. If it, if it takes your five and ten minute potty breaks to watch Hamilton, you need to finish it. You're right. I will get there. Angelica, Eliza. And Peggy. And Peggy. Did you see that Saturday Night Live sketch where they did that song? And then it was, no. like, it was Kristen Wiig, and there's like, and Peggy! And that was it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Well, there you go. I'll do it for this Thursday. So, as always, keep on folding. Fold it. And then later in the song, they do it in a different order. They say, Angelica, Peggy, Eliza. Don't you f***ing dare put that in the back of this episode.